Welcome to the Mindset for Life podcast. This is Bethany, your coach from drbcoach.com, coaching with power, purpose, and practical tools to help you show up with confidence. Let's talk a little bit about adaptive abilities in life. There are two terms I'd like to introduce to you today. One is resilience. The other is agility. There's a business called Mequilibrium or Mequilibrium. They conducted a study in 2019 about resilience and agility in the workplace. One of their goals was to determine how these two factors contributed to happy employees that were producing really well or burnout. So as you might imagine, they did find some interesting results. So together, these skills make people more engaged at work. This study they conducted found that They see much more meaning at work and purpose in their work when people have both resilience and agility. They're more hardy, basically. That means they don't burn out as quickly or burn out as much. In fact, in this study, they were 71% better off on the burnout scale, meaning that they were less prone to burnout when they had high resilience and agility together. And people with high resilience and agility also had much less depression and anxiety. Now, if you were to just take away resilience, this bounce back factor, and you only focused on agility, the uh, the whole strategy part, adapting quickly, but not really the bounce back part, that doesn't really save you because people with just the focus on agility and not resilience, in this study, they found that those people actually had more depression, more anxiety, and they were more likely to be absent from work. So what does all this mean about us in our personal lives and and why do we care about these workplace terms in our everyday, day-to-day living? One of the results of this study was that resilience was found to be the ability to rebound productively in challenging situations. Of course, that's the definition of resilience, but here it's something that we can actually learn. It's a skill, not just a personality trait only a few people have. That might surprise you. It used to be we thought resilience was sort of this natural trait you were born with. This skill actually can be learned and it can be taught to people in the workplace, but it can also be learned in everyday life. This skill requires emotional control, optimism, self-efficacy, and problem solving. Emotional control is the part of resilience that we're most interested in today because a lot of what we experience in life that frustrates us or holds us back really has to do with our emotions. It's either our emotional response to something that's going on, the emotions we feel in relationship to other people, our relationships with them, or the emotions we just feel about ourselves or our situation, just how we are right now. So emotional control is big and it can go miles in helping us to be resilient and rebound to challenging situations. The other term I mentioned, agility, this is the ability to adapt to changes. It means that you can react appropriately and adapt to changes quickly. So you can take advantage of new opportunities. Agility helps you keep learning. It helps you to want to try something new and agility means that you use strategy to do this. So if you're in business, agility makes you competitive. You compete with other businesses and in the marketplace. In your own life, 
You compete, but not necessarily against other people, against yourself, your own past abilities, the you of yesterday. However you were last week, last year, or 10 years ago, agility means you're competing to become your better self now and in the future. You need both resilience and agility in business to succeed, but these can work together in our personal lives too. We need to be able to recover or rebound from the challenges that we face. So we need to have that emotional control, optimism, self-efficacy, and problem solving from resiliency. But we also need to be able to react appropriately by adapting quickly using strategies, competing against our previous performance, and continuing to learn. So all these things are going to help us both recover from hardships and challenges in life, but also move forward quickly and be able to grow. The idea of emotional agility means that you can actually step outside yourself in the moment of need and kind of scrutinize your ability to think and what you're feeling in the moment. And you can give yourself a little bit of space to really analyze and think about what you're feeling, what you're experiencing, and how you'd like things to go. Basically, it means that you're going to feel your emotions a little more intentionally and think your thoughts more intentionally and stop that spin cycle that we all get into when we have these ready-made thoughts that we're kind of just stuck in that, that come back again and again. So I'm going to share with you a few ideas from this new book, Emotional Agility, by Dr. Susan David, and I highly recommend checking it out. She's got an excellent website that I'll link to in the notes from the podcast today. I'll also provide a link to her quiz. So you can take a quiz that's going to talk about emotional agility in your own life. It's a real quick questionnaire, maybe five minutes long. You'll talk about your emotions, click the links, and she also gives you the opportunity to select your top three values. And this is really important because in your life, all the decisions you make and the things you do, if they align to your values that you really do care most about, you're going to have a lot more satisfaction and meaning in your life. If they don't align very well, you're going to find yourself frustrated a lot, maybe um, feeling unpleasant emotions that you want to kind of push aside and really not going through your life in a way that makes you feel good most of the time. So um, knowing what your values are and living in alignment with your values is why we met, why we really care about emotional agility. This whole idea of pausing to think about things in the present moment and then a little bit more intentionally making the choice on how to react to something, that gives you the space to live your values. So that's the critical element here. All right, so one of the things she talks about, uh, Dr. David, in her book is stepping out to observe and recognize your thoughts and emotions without letting these drive your reactions and choices. So it's kind of like hitting the pause button. You're going to become aware and accept your emotions instead of hiding from what you might consider the more negative emotions. In fact, in her uh, book, she talks about how labeling emotions like these are good emotions, those are bad emotions, that actually creates a lot of baggage and problems for us in feeling what we normally would feel. So if we can set aside the labels and stop saying, well, these are bad emotions, I don't wanna feel running from emotions and kind of hiding them or being ashamed of them, 
instead, if we can accept what we feel, that's really going to be one step towards helping ourselves step out, observe and recognize our thoughts and feelings, and really be able to slow things down. Another thing that she recommends is learning from the most difficult emotions we might feel. So if there are some feelings that come your way that you find super challenging that you try to either avoid or aren't really sure uh, what to do with, learning from those is a really great idea. Slowing down to think about what you're feeling and why you're feeling it, that's really, really a priority there. Um, when you create the space between a situation and your reaction to it, to stop the cycle of automatic thinking and responding, this is gonna give you the opportunity to get beyond whatever might be your conditioned or pre-programmed thinking and emotional responses. So Dr. David calls these your hooks. Um, they're things that basically fly into your mind automatically without really thinking it through. Um, and this happens to all of us. It happens to me. It happens to everyone I know. We all have a lot of stories that we tell ourselves. And an example of a story might be saying something like, well, people are generally kind or people are generally not kind if you come to ask them for something um, or something like that. So there are a lot of little stories we tell, which are basically like our mindset or our philosophy of the world. And we create our own stories. And surprisingly, people around us all have different stories than we do. Even though we might have a certain understanding of things, somebody else might have a totally different understanding and that's their story. So we all have these mental stories. Other things that are sort of automatic conditioned or pre-programmed thinking that we, we have are things like our past experiences. So if, if we've experienced things or people a certain way, we sort of develop this pattern of understanding life based on our past. If everyone we've ever known has always complimented us on a certain thing or criticized us on a certain thing, um, we might come to expect that from other people. If everyone we've ever known totally loves us and they love everything about us, we might grow up thinking everyone loves us all the time. And, and any of these black and white kind of 100% ideas, of course, would be a little shocking over time to realize that maybe it's not really that way. But our past experiences do tend to dictate our thinking about a lot of things. And a third thing that um, Dr. David mentions in her book about the preconditioned ideas we have that we just kind of bring is self-doubt. So we have our own inner dialogue that we may not share with everybody else about how we see ourselves. And a lot of that could be filled with self-doubt of varying kinds. So the idea of emotional agility means that you can understand and accept your emotions and feel them. But just like in business, the concept of being agile and bouncing back with resilience, but also being able to be flexible, use strategy to change things and respond differently and learn in business, we would do that. In our own lives and in our emotional world, we can actually start the new habit of living much more aware in the moment of how we feel what we're thinking about things, see things a lot more clearly in the present, and take a different response to that. Find a new filter to put that through, find a new frame to put it in, and see it differently. And when we can see things differently and feel something differently, 
or even just recognize what we feel right now, then we can slow down just enough to make a thoughtful decision to act the way we want to act. So for example, whatever is most valuable to you, what your key values are in life, you can act then in accordance with your values. And then no matter what the outcome is, you can own that. Even if it doesn't go well or goes poorly, you can leave the experience or the thought or the emotion feeling as though things have gone better because they line up with your values. Um, so I'll give you an example. When I took the quiz, um, Dr. David's quiz, I came up with the three values of challenge, autonomy, and confidence. I know that's probably no big surprise to my listeners out there because I talk a lot about embracing challenge, trying hard things, and also being confident. And it takes a lot of autonomy to do those things. So it makes a lot of sense that I would come up with those three values when I took that quiz. Now, if I make my decisions to pursue confidence, to seek out challenges, and to not shrink in the face of difficulty, that's going to give me the satisfaction and fulfillment in life of living up to my values. But if something challenging comes along and some self-doubt or old story or past experience filters my thinking, and if I just kind of instinctively respond to those thoughts, I might turn away from a challenge and then later have feelings that I don't really wanna have because I didn't live that value the way I wanted to. So this week, I encourage you to think about your values, what's most important to you, and how you're feeling about your emotional agility. Try out the link in the podcast notes um, of Dr. David's quiz and consider a read of the book, uh, Emotional Agility, a really interesting read that helps break open the mindsets we have that we take for granted and take another spin on handling our emotions. Thanks for listening. All the best to you as you try out these things this week. And let me know what you think. Uh, Stop by my website and give me a comment or stop by my Facebook page, drbcoach.com, and give us a post. This has been a podcast called Mindset for Life by Bethany at drbcoach.com. To find me on the web, you can visit my blog or my website at www.drbcoach.com. That's D-R-B-C-O-A-C-H dot com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.